0: Hey, Night Owls, welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. For a second there, I just kind of like felt like a newscast, like announcer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like the Disney Channel, and you're watching, Disney Channel. Shoop, shoop, oh my shoo. gosh, I need one of those little magic wands. Mm-hmm. Oh, next time next yeah, time perfect <laughs> um what do we have this week oh we're doing siblings yes mm-hmm. I felt like, like this was a little harder to find than I anticipated it being like oh. I had to read the back of just so many books because when you look up like sibling books they're like kind of a very specific genre and there seems to be a lot of nonfiction. yeah okay that would make sense yeah yeah
1: so. I have said one on my shelf already and it had the sister <laughs> in the title so
0: well, I mean, our goal this year is to get through your TBR. So we're basically looking through your books to pick yep. one. But when I have to go find <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, then you have to go hunt one down. <laughs> but it's okay. I actually already had one on my Audible. Oh, um, I just started going through and reading the title details of everything that I had that I hadn't read yet. Mm-hmm. So kind of worked perfect. out working through my TBR too, because I'm trying not to buy so many books. Although I'm sure my local bookstore would love it if I came in. Mm-hmm. My pocketbook wouldn't. No, no. Save that for next year once Maybe when I get my tax time. return there you go get myself a book is a treat <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> okay well um i guess i'll just jump right into my book uh obviously it's about siblings um <laughs> it's a little more focal than i thought it was going to be like the sibling part uh, but it's also like not the main thing i don't even know um so i did such sharp teeth by rachel harris it's technically categorized as like horror oh I think I, I have this on my, like, want-to-reads. I like Rachel Harris. Like, I've read a few books by her. That Cackle book that I did where she, like, becomes friends with the witch, like, yeah. in October. It's by her, too. So it got recommended to me, basically, is why I picked it. But, um, yeah, Such Sharp Teeth, which, honestly, sums it up. That's it. <laughs> That's my whole part. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, a lot so, of teeth.
0: <laughs> so this book is about uh twins basically um Rory and Scarlett so Rory left her hometown to like go have like a big power career she lives in the city I don't know if it says what city but for some reason my heart wants to say it was like New York it was like some big city like she talks about her life being like bar hopping and nightlife and restaurants and like that kind of thing and like that's just kind of what I imagine like most movies and things are when they talk about like they're from the big city like I don't Mm -hmm. know So we're going to, we're just going to go with that. She's from a big city and she has to move back to her small hometown after like, I don't know, five or six years. I think they're in their like late twenties, maybe it's not clear. Okay. Um, But basically her sister calls her one day and is like, my husband left me and she's like six months pregnant. So she's feeling really alone and really needs some support. So Rory agrees to move back just temporarily. She basically takes leave from work and says that she's just going to move in with her sister to help, like, a, for her, like, to get settled with the new baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Her sister, like, doesn't tell her anything about what happened with the husband, just that he left. So, I mean, it comes back around. We find out all the deeds, but okay, that's all Rory knows. Like, something went down. So, like, there's already drama. Mm-hmm. So much drama in this. <laughs> um, So, when Rory moves back to her small town, uh she just kind of does what she normally does which is like bar hop and like meet strangers but she ends up meeting up with this guy that she had like a thing with in high school that they were like close but like weren't together but he's like still in love with her that becomes very focal i guess i would call it horror romance oh yeah sure go with it sure yeah um sure so she meets up with this guy um they have like a great time and she gets in a car accident oh no she gets attacked by some, like, wild animal, and she's not sure what it is, but, like, it's kind of got fur, but it's also, like, a weird skin. And so, like, right off the bat, this is a fucking werewolf book, right? Okay, that's what it's I was going literally with. Literally a werewolf okay, book. Okay, good. So, good. That's like, where my mind went. <laughs> it's honestly really insinuated from the very beginning, so it's not even a spoiler for me to tell you this. Like, yeah. that's not, also like, the, the big thing that they're going for. Yeah, so, right? Like, the teeth. I kind of yeah. assumed it was going to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um. anyway so she gets attacked and the, uh, she's not sure what to tell the town like what do you tell the police when they're like what happened here because she's like injured and she just says it was a bear because she's like I don't know how to explain <laughs> what I saw yeah Um. as expected she turns into a werewolf at the next full moon which is like very shortly after the attack mm-hmm. so she kind of like convinced herself that like nothing was going to happen at the full moon but then she started to get worried about it as it got closer and so she like put herself inside of a dog cage like somewhere like <laughs> oh in the God. outskirts of town thinking it could contain her like if it did happen she's like worst case I feel stupid you know because mm-hmm. yep. like when her um wound was healing like there was like silver blood coming out of it and she could see like hair underneath oh. so like it's not just the fact that she got attacked by this weird creature it's that like she was attacked and then the way she healed was strange mm-hmm. like okay. she was that's... afraid to show her like high school friend that's now like the, the doctor around like She didn't want anyone to know. Okay. That does make more sense. Cause I was like, I feel like we jumped a little bit in the, her believing, but still better safe than sorry. But that that makes a lot. I'm trying not to give too many details, but like, basically Mm -hmm. that's why I was like, "Mm, that does feel like a big jump. Let me back up and give you like a small detail as to why she felt like this was us. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's a a weird combination of things to happen. So, like, I get it. (laughs) I feel like the silver blood is, like, the big one. Uh Uh-huh. That's like, oh, that's not normal. This is literally in the first, like, 50 pages, by the way. Like, this all (laughs) just happens very quickly, which is part of why I'm kind of skimming over it. Because I want you to be able to read it if you want to. Um, But basically, after she turns, she's like, okay, so what do I do? She broke out of the dog cage when she turned. She ate, like, some wild animals and stuff. Like, clearly, she was very out of control. So... She doesn't want that to be around her sister or her new niece slash nephew. Like she's she's scared. Like I would be too. And especially cause it's like, it's very hard to believe. Like mm-hmm. she's like, how do I prove this to anybody? She does end up telling her sister who like wants her to see a psychiatrist. She's like, I oh. think you're a werewolf. She's like, yeah, well, clinical lycanthropy is a thing. And she's like, okay, I know that. But like, that's not <laughs> what this is. So like, I honestly feel like this book really was predictable like it unfolds kind of the way you think right so she turns into a werewolf she's got to figure out how to protect her family she wants to know what happened and who turned her like mm-hmm. that's what I want to know too like that's pretty much what you'd expect from any werewolf book and so it yeah. totally hit on all of these milestones because it's so predictable I don't really want to give you a ton of details but basically she has like some local high school friends that like she's trying to kind of reestablish relationships with while becoming a werewolf and she ends up like reigniting things with that guy that she met right before the car accident like her old flame Mm -hmm. so like she's navigating a bunch of like social relationships and then like obviously her sister thinks she's crazy and I think her sister like loops her mom in because her mom shows up and her mom was like no I'm just here because the baby and she's like baby's not due yet what are you doing um but this book is mostly about those like relationships and her trying to figure out who done it but because it's so obvious I don't really want to tell you about their friends Because I think it'll make it obvious to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that I mentioned it being labeled as a horror because when I was looking at reviews of this, people were kind of mixed on that fact. Like, and I could see why. Like, I wasn't sure because I read that review before I read the book. Mm -hmm. I would say the way that it's horror is like the way that things are described. Like, the way that she feels when she turns and then like some of the experiences she has, like, I feel like the pain is like pretty visceral and mm-hmm. the way that this author like lays out what's happening to her in these transformations, like it feels pretty real. So okay. like I could see why, especially cause it was read to me. Right. So it mm-hmm. might feel differently if you read it yourself. Cause I did the audio version, but I could definitely see why it gets like pushed into horror because I think horror is kind of a, a broad category, right? Oh, absolutely
1: and so many things icky or it's like actually scary like Mm -hmm. and different things scare different people like for some people just werewolf itself could potentially be horror because they're like terrified Mm -hmm. so subjective right
0: so that's why i would definitely call it like horror romance because i definitely think that her um romantic relationship with like the ex is like one of the big focal points here Mm -hmm. because it's like once they do finally have a relationship amid a bunch of like drama with you know people you went to high school with because she's back (laughs) in her hometown um like how would you tell, like, a new romantic partner that mm-hmm. you're a werewolf? Well, like, especially when you told your you sister, that? it didn't even, like, that didn't even go away yeah, like, twin, your family. Her twin was like, yeah. you cray, please so you yeah.
1: Like, you're not going to tell anyone else after that, the one person who should believe everything.
0: Yeah, like, she does prove it to her sister. Like, she takes a video, and the next time that she turns and, like, shows her sister, and her sister's like, I can't deny that I just saw that thing. Like Okay, good. So, like, she does convince her, but, like, I don't know. The whole thing is very it's predictable but I liked it like it was good like not it wasn't in like a bad way predictable but it definitely fit like the the structure that you would expect for a werewolf story mm-hmm. like okay honestly um yeah. I'm gonna give it four out of five just because there wasn't anything unique necessarily in it werewolf wise mm-hmm. <laughs> I read a lot of werewolf content so I would know. <laughs> you're a werewolf expert it turns out um, it turns out. Yeah. I mean, Twilight was a really big thing. Okay. I went down some paths, <laughs> but uh, overall I really enjoyed it. Like I think this author, like she writes really well. I never really have any issues like getting into the story right away, even though I usually do listen on audiobook instead of read. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely recommend if you're into werewolf stories, this is a good one. Okay. Good to know. Mine is definitely very
1: different. Mine is like very a much werewolf. <laughs> thriller, domestic thriller. I was convinced from like page two, 15 then i knew how it was gonna end and if i was right i was gonna give the book one and a half stars i was wrong though oh yay the characters did ultimately they they took my path for like a hot second and then just were like nope that can't be it and i was like i don't believe you i think you're wrong either Mm -hmm. way the book that i did is the half sister by sadie jones um throwing out some trigger warnings to begin with there's the death of a parent which is the dad um there's some infertility issues and then um spousal abuse physical and emotional i'm only going to like mention them when i'm telling the story but there it is in the book itself if that's Fair. a concern um so basically there's this family it's kate and lauren are the sisters i think lauren is older she's like i think 38 and then kate is 34 and their mom rose and then um their dad just died like 6 months ago or something like that. And they're kind of all really struggling one with that and then just also like so Lauren and Rose were really close and then Kate was really close with her dad and it was kind of this like divided household basically. And so now they're kind of in this like who are we as a family? what's going on? They're both married. Um Lauren's husband is named I don't remember cuz he's abusive and it really doesn't matter. Um she has three kids under five. And then Kate's husband is Matt. So she they're both journalists. They work at like different places. And they've been trying for three years on IVF to get pregnant. Um, and so that's also kind of like a strain between Kate and Lauren is that Kate looks at Lauren as, like, having this perfect life, like, well, you have the kids, you have everything that I want, and mm-hmm. then Lauren looks at Kate going, oh my gosh, you have the career, because, like, she kind of got pregnant, like, really quick after getting married, and she had to give up her career, and oh, her husband's, like, sort of a day laborer, but, like, not quite, like, gets laid off a lot, he does, like, jobs, like, construction jobs, so he, like, has work and then doesn't have work, Um, and then... I guess Lauren wanted to be a journalist and then life like took a turn and now she's a midwife. But right now she's on maternity leave. Cause she just had like, she hasn't gone back after having her third kid. And so like, they both are like, and of course they're not talking about it. Like that's one big thing. in most of this book is like this miscommunication or this refusal to communicate is kind of how the author carries the story through, which I don't like in general as like a trope, like miscommunication, like just talk like if you see your husband right. like walking down the street with a woman when you thought he was going out with coworkers, like say something. Don't just assume just it. like figure it out. Yeah. Either way, so they're at Sunday dinner. Um, Matt had to work. And so it's Lauren, Rose, um, Kate, and then Lauren's husband, and they get a knock at the door. And they're like, who and they're in London too. So it's like, who is knocking at the door on mm-hmm. a Sunday? That is very much like like how they don't you don't knock on somebody's door during Doctor Who. Like
0: Nobody so should knock so, on my door ever. I mean, to be clear. Yeah, that's
1: number one. Like, I didn't invite you over. Why are you here? <laughs> um, so they open this door and this woman is there and she's like, hey, can I talk to Harry? And Harry's the dad who recently passed.
0: Mm. And
1: they're like, why? Like, what do you want? She's like, oh, I really need to talk to him. And they're like, why? Like, he's not here. What do you want? Like, they won't even like tell this random woman at the door that he's, he's dead. dead, which already is like, just say it. Like, it's that's weird. That's kind of weird to me. Um, and then ultimately, finally, she's like, oh, I'm his daughter. I need to talk to him. And you're like, what? This woman just shows up and is like, "Yep, I'm his secret daughter. I was adopted out when I was a baby, and my Sus. adoptive parents are dead now, right? Yeah, like my adoptive parents are dead now, and I want to get to know him." Lauren is like totally on board with it from the beginning. She's like, "Oh my gosh, a half sister! How wonderful! This is great. I love it so much." No, yeah. yeah, right. Like you're like, um, okay. I don't, I don't know why. Like you're super on board with that um rose basically kicks her out she's like nope like i'm not trying to believe that my husband was unfaithful like goodbye um and then kate who was like the closest with the dad refuses she's like that is not the kind of man my father was like you're wrong you're lying all of these things um and so basically how it turned out is that for some reason or other, Lauren decided to do one of those Ancestry websites and linked with Jess and has been talking to Jess for months now. Jess is the woman who is claiming to be the house sister um, Got it. and has been talking to her for months. So she's already warmed up to the idea that her dad had an affair. Oh, and that's that, why. Yeah. Um, And so she's like trying to get the mom on board with this, trying to get Kate. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, um, no, like, you're crazy. Like, this is not the kind of person he was. Um obviously that just like adds like even more issues. Uh it does come out like they do figure out that like Lauren has known because she let it slip. That Lauren has known for like months now. So of course like damn it Lauren, like that's even worse. Um Kate goes on this like whole investigative thing trying to like prove that Jess is not who she says she is. Like she manages to like get DNA from Jess and her mom cuz that's her other one. Kate is like, "Oh, why are you so quick to assume that dad is the dad maybe mom had the baby and jess is 22 so like they would have been like 12 and 16 when jess was born and so lauren is like you really think that we wouldn't have noticed that she was pregnant or you think dad would have stayed but not kept the baby this that and the other thing and so then they're fighting over that of like which yeah. parent was the one who had the affair and produced a baby um and then like lauren has this like fuzzy memory of she was on the bus one day and she like saw her dad with his arm around a woman pushing a stroller but her dad was a divorce lawyer so it's like it's very possible that he was meeting with a client and like consoling because he did like mostly like women who were like battered and leaving their abusive husbands Mm, domestic violence cases basically yeah yeah. and so like it's very probable and possible that he was just consoling a client and like she's 16 in this memory and now she's 38, so it's like, okay, well, how accurate is that memory? I don't really know. So like that gets messy. Jess is like very insistent on like wanting to figure out who this woman is that like Lauren saw. And so Lauren and Jess take the kids and they like go to this other town where they grew up because they're in London now. They moved to London like right around the same time, like the summer after that happened. Um, and so, like, they're going around, like, knocking on doors of, like, oh, was anybody here 17 or 20 years ago, 22 years ago, da-da-da-da, whatever, and you're, like, like, that's weird, too. Yeah. Um, and then Lauren is lying to her husband about it, like, where she's this going. Time. Yeah, like, yeah, he's abusive and piece of shit, but, like, you've got yourself caught in these lies. And, like, she's doing other things that she also is lying to her him about and, like, can't really keep it straight, and it's, like, one girl leave him like which yeah. i know is, it's obviously easy to say outside looking in what like, is the root issue here though yeah like there's financial problems is that and the other thing but like because you're going around having all of these lies and they're just building and she's literally sitting there like having to like think of the answer like she's like oh i gotta wash my face or i'm brushing my teeth that's why i can't answer you right now and like and then jess ends up getting a job working at matt's newspaper place and so then like kate goes on this whole spiral that like jess is out to get her because it's her dad and she's being friends oh, with her my. sister and she's working at her husband's and like that's where like the miscommunication that i'm going like because that's how she like discovers is she like sees them walking like and like matt the husband has done nothing wrong calls it's like hey some of us from work are gonna go have a drink do you want to come and she's like oh no this that and the other thing no thank you and then something happens at work and she's like actually maybe i will pop over for a drink so that way i can like come back to work she's gonna have like a junior editor write something so that way she can like pop back over if she needs to she calls matt he doesn't answer um and they're only like a couple blocks away from each other so like, oh i'll just walk over to the general area there's only like four pubs that it could be at um yeah and, like sees the two of them like walking across the street laughing and then instantly it was like, oh my gosh, he's having an
0: affair. Couldn't have a lady who works with him. That's not possible. Yeah.
1: And also, like, he has like told her that, like, because he was interviewing for this junior position that Jess ended up getting, um, and was like between these two candidates, he never said the name of the candidate. Matt wasn't there the day that Jess showed up on the doorstep saying that she was the half sister. So he's never met her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she he
1: never said like who the name was or anything and ended up picks me this one. So it's like, yeah, God forbid. He's taking. He invited also these junior employees out to have drinks with coworkers, and they said something funny while walking. Right. Like, and instead of like, and she sees this, and it's like you could just walk over there and go, "Oh, hey, honey." Turns out, I actually could make it for a drink. Ha ha, funs. She like weird goes home and like calls him later and like yells at him, and they have this big old fight, and you're just like, to oh. fix this." Yeah. Matt is a he's like the best character in the entire book. He Poor is Matt. like, he's like, we need to talk about this. Something's clearly going on, and I'm not taking no for an answer. And he makes things better. Um, but like, all of a sudden, it's like this whole book, everybody's going, everyone's having all these issues. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, we've accepted this to be the case. And they just like move on to the next problem. Like, they like, we don't understand, like, we never get to experience how they worked through and accepted these things. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, yep whatever this is it's fact now like they've just decided they just agree on who the mother of jess is whether it's in the family or not in the family i'm not going to tell you you can figure it out on your own when you read the book if you want but they just like accept it they're like oh yep okay that's good and then once they like kind of go down the path of like what happened to jess's parents and how she ended up here it's just like oh yep okay this is it now this Mm -hmm. is our life and it's just like everything just wrapped up so fast. And sometimes I like it. Like some t- authors I really like when you're like sitting on page, like there's like 10 pages left and you're like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? How is this going to end? I don't feel like this author like did that. it well.
0: Like mm-hmm. that's definitely what they that were sucks.
1: they were going for. I just don't feel like it was just too many things that we just had to accept as being mm-hmm. fact, even though for the first 200 pages, every character is fighting this inevitable thing. And then they go, Oh, okay. You proved you like, proved all right. You I right. Got... Yeah, but there's science. It's it is mm-hmm. what it is. And it's like, okay, what is it? And then like kind of how they wrap it up, like something happens with the newspaper, they like post an article and that kind of is like really what finally kicks off the end thing. And mm-hmm. I honestly didn't understand how it led to the end. Like it was like, okay, yeah, this article was posted. And then they were like, yep, but because of that, bam, 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 all these things happened. I was like, I don't understand how we got from like a to B. facilitate those, but okay. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I I missed something somewhere in there, mm. but I mean, overall it was well done. Uh, she got me in the end with how it all worked out and who did what and what was going on, because I never wavered. I was convinced that my way no. was right, and I was wrong. So I do like being proven wrong in a thriller. Because a lot yeah. of times I do feel like I, I catch it in the end. I am mm-hmm. giving it, I decided on three and a half. One, because the miscommunication is such an annoying thing for me in a book. It's annoying. that. Because otherwise I would have given it four just because like the general, like having to jump to conclusion at the end, like that just was kind of like, meh, like there was too much that I Fair. had to like accept and believe and move on. Um, yeah. And then there's just a few other things in the book where you're like, really, is that how people would have responded? in this situation maybe maybe not um but yeah the miscommunication is like an entire half star like gone sounds annoying like it's my biggest frustration in books like like that's like a a big thing in y'all like y'all romancey type ones where they're like oh my gosh i saw them do something and you're like no you saw nothing but anyway three and a half it's very much a middle-aged white woman wrote a thriller okay nothing wrong yeah nothing wrong with that genre of book Nothing wrong with the book itself. If you like middle aged white women thrillers, you will probably enjoy the book. I also did like, I will say that the characters were in their mid 30s. I don't feel Mm. like I've found a lot of books recently where that's the case. I feel like they're in their like 20s still figuring out life. And I'm like, I want somebody who's like in their life closer to my age group. So I did like that. That was nice.
0: Nice Yeah, I feel like mine was like that too. Like everyone was still in their 20s, but they were at least like late 20s and like multiple characters were like settled with families. Like it wasn't just like, i'm 21
1: yeah i'm fresh out of college and life is grand yeah, and i'm figuring things yeah. out and it's like Not for me uh, no but officially passed it like we're old yeah old. we're officially over
0: that <laughs> i don't like it. <laughs> it does suck
1: yeah um next
0: one i think I we're think reading we the a... same book we are for the next full episode mm-hmm. Yeah, and we yep. have minis in april so make sure you come back oh, for those
1: right i had already forgotten about those so that's super exciting um yeah y'all know the socials by now so we'll be there if you miss us in the meantime otherwise we'll talk to everyone later bye everyone
0: bye